Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the program. Glad to be back with you after a couple of days away earlier in the week. Good news is uh, we're here for the foreseeable future, so glad to be back with you. Lots to get caught up on. It's kind of different uh, the last few days and over the weekend. There's been much more buzz about high school recruiting, which we don't hardly talk about near as much as we used to in the offseason because right now, at least, the transfer portal is so very dominant when it comes to college basketball and the offseason happenings. But college coaches were on the road last weekend, and so lots of new scholarship offers out there from Indiana to some really big names across the country, and we'll try to update you on those in just a moment. But that's going on now transfer portal going on and of course there's a lot of concern and I think probably the right way to say it right now is question marks about Indiana where do they turn next in the transfer portal after Sparks and Kellel Ware earlier in the month what happens now that they've missed on Chris Ledlam and Dalton Connect Tennessee got both of those guys I know they got Ledlam late last week we talked about that but Dalton Connect over the weekend he committed to UT as well. So uh, they have stolen away two of Indiana's big targets out of the transfer portal. We'll talk about that and a lot more today as spring moves along and we are headed to April 1st. It's hard to believe that college basketball has almost been over with for a month since the national championship game. Uh, Indiana's been out of the tournament for about a month, and so we are smack dab in the offseason. Uh, we do have Big Ten matchups already. That seems to have come out really quick this offseason, so if you haven't seen them, we'll go through them with you here in a moment as far as Indiana, who, who they're going to play once and twice and uh, all that sort of good news. No dates or other details. We're still a long way uh, from that, but we do at least know who Indiana's going to play in the Big Ten and how many times next season. Uh, let's look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we've got headlines. We've got recruiting stuff to talk about. We've got, obviously, the Big Ten matchups I just mentioned to speak of as well. And uh, we've got a few things related to uh, NIL that I want to mention as well that I saw over the weekend that I'll share with you coming up. Later in the show, it's Wednesday, so that means that Dustin Dopierak of the Indianapolis Star is with us. Dustin is the Pacers beat writer for the Star, so we'll talk IU basketball as we normally do, but I might get into a little bit of the NBA playoffs not a big NBA guy at all during the regular season, especially once college basketball begins. But I do enjoy the playoffs much more. And this year's playoffs have been really good so far. They're still really in the first round 
but I think they're going to be really good as the playoffs roll along. Some of the top seeds are on the brink right now. Uh, just a lot of crazy scores, a lot of crazy matchups. And I think as we whittle down further into the NBA playoffs, they're going to be good. And so I know some of you I hear from are ultimately against the NBA. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Will you watch the NBA? Do you like the NBA? Are you a fan of the NBA? Are you only a fan of the playoffs? Love to know that. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. But we'll talk about that with Dustin as well. Later in the show, Wednesdays also means that Josh Cook, the sports editor of the News and Tribune, checks in. Got lots of local stuff to talk about. Baseball and softball seasons are rolling along. We'll be into summer basketball before you know it. And just a lot of activity here locally on the forefront as well. So we'll have Josh on to catch up on a number of topics coming up a little bit later in the show today. That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, uh, Thornton's text line, I've already mentioned it once. I'll do so again. That number, 502 502- 414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. And again, send me a text. It's your way to communicate, ask questions, share your opinion, That number, 502-414-1450. One more time, 502-414-1450. I also want to squeeze this in here at the start of the show. The Big Exports Radio Golf Cart, which this year features a ton of Southern Indiana courses. If you're a Hoosier fan or a Southern Indiana native, you really need to check it out. Park Mammoth is down in Kentucky. The rest of them right here in Southern Indiana. Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big Exports Radio Golf Cart. Supply is limited. It's that way every year, but you can get yours today at BigExportsRadio.com. Again, BigExportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. Let's get into some headlines of the day. First off, Indiana, their Big Ten home and road games for the 23-24 season was announced on Tuesday. I don't know if I'm right or not, but that seems really, really early to make that announcement. I know that we have no details as far as uh, times or dates, and that stuff doesn't come until we get much, much, much closer to the season. But Indiana obviously will play Purdue uh, twice. It's a protected rivalry in the Big Ten Conference, as it should be. They'll play Maryland home and away, Minnesota home and away, Nebraska home and away, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin also home and away games for Indiana. So it's so hard to know because there's so much going with the transfer portal. Obviously, that Purdue game is tough. It's always one you know is going to happen twice, as it should. Maryland seems to be a team that's getting a lot done this offseason. And by the way, I saw Maryland as one of three or four schools. It seems to be seriously in the running for Jordan Geronimo. So take that for what it's worth. But other than that, Minnesota has been 
at the bottom of the conference. Nebraska has been a struggling program in the Big Ten for the most part for a number of years. Penn State has been middle of the road in the conference, although under Micah Shrewsbury, they took some real steps forward. Will they continue that under new coach Rhodes uh, at, for, at Penn State for the Nittany Lions? Wisconsin has been a little down. Will they bounce back? Ohio State, I think, became strong. I don't really know why they had as rough of a patch there as they did last season. They had a lot of talent, including a a lot of young talent. But depending what happens in the transfer portal, I think Ohio State has a chance to be really good in the Big Ten next year. So my initial reaction to the home and away games, the two games, the series, is, is pretty good. Purdue, Maryland, tough. Ohio State, I think, will be really tough. But Minnesota, Nebraska, Penn State, Wisconsin, not a bad draw as far as that goes. Home-only games, one game at Assembly Hall against Iowa, one game against Michigan State, and one game against Northwestern. So Indiana avoids two with Michigan State. And I think Iowa, I don't know what exactly they've got coming back and where they stand in the transfer portal, but they always seem to be a pain to Indiana. So to only play them once and for it to be at home is good. Illinois, again, I don't know what they've got for next year, but the portal, it's so hard to keep up with everything. But that's an away game, just a one-game deal against Illinois for Indiana. Michigan, just one time. That's always a tough game, it seems. And Rutgers, a real nemesis of the Hoosiers in recent years, as they have taken a real rise in the conference, although the season this past year didn't end in a rise for them. They've had some solid performances, solid years. Indiana will play there one time. So my initial reaction to the home and aways, the home only, the away only, pretty good draw for Indiana, really is. So, But again, as we figure out transfer portals and Uh, late recruiting changes, and other roster decisions like the NBA draft. I think maybe in June, late June, early July, possibly, we should be able to start getting a real grasp for what the Big Ten Conference next year will look like, and that is probably when we'll be able to really give you the best feel on this schedule. Also, I saw something over the weekend from the NIL store which is an industry leader in providing NIL merch opportunities to all athletes with industry-leading payouts. They had a list of some of the top March Madness earners in the month of March, some of the top players, both men's and women's, that were able to bring in some pretty sizable numbers. In the combined list of men and women, Trace Jackson Davis was in the top ten, also, Jalen hood Shafino in the top 10. And even from the women's side, Berger was in the top 10 as well. Grace Berger for Indiana in the top 10 as well. On the women's side alone, if you look at just the women in the month of March, Grace Berger was right there in uh, Mackenzie Holmes, also up there as well, very high on the list of earners uh, in the women's game. So kind of impressive to see. And again, that's just their numbers on what they can track, what they are aware of. But it's great to see some of these players, and it also helps recruiting greatly when this sort of stuff goes out. But on the women's side of things, you've got Angel Reese at LSU. Obviously, she's going to be way up there. But Grace Berger at Indiana on the women's side, she was the fourth earner. Mackenzie Holmes, the seventh best earner in the month of March. That is amazing to me. So good for them, good for the women's team, the women's program, good really for Indiana overall because I'm telling you, as you see a lot of these transfer portal deals shake out, uh, and of course we've known this about recruiting, but 
transfer portal's the name of the game right now. A lot of it has to do with NIL deals. I think these players are able to line up as they commit to a school. And I know that there's some regulations on how that's supposed to be mentioned or not mentioned during the recruiting process, even out of the portal. But uh, a lot of these uh, late portal movements here of recent, I think, have a lot to do going to schools where they think they can get some serious NIL money. And I think Indiana's in the mix there. They may not be at the top or one of the top few, but they're definitely in the mix when it comes to being a strong program with great NIL opportunities. A couple of recruiting notes here in the opening segment. This is the time of year where you get all kind of new names from across the country that Indiana watched over the weekend and the live period where they could get out in the spring and watch some of the grassroots, the AAU basketball. One of the new names, I don't know anything about him. His name is Alex Alston. He received an offer. He's a 2025 forward, which means he's a sophomore that will be a junior. Six foot nine from Chicago Kenwood Academy, plays for the Mac Irvin Fire Team. And all I know is that Coach Roseman watched him a lot this weekend down in Atlanta. He's now got a scholarship offer. And every report that I have read about him coming out of the weekend is that he can really shoot it from the three point range and and that's obviously a need for this Indiana team but he's a youngster and obviously has a few years left of high school basketball also another offer 2024 player a four-star wing forward named Anor Boating he got a offer from Indiana over the weekend he plays down in the Adidas circuit uh, and he is with the Arkansas team in the Adidas circuit but uh, he was down in Little Rock and had a good weekend and got an opportunity to be watched by Brian Walsh. And Jordan Halls is one of the coaches out on the road right now for Indiana because, of course, Coach Woodson still laid up with a recent knee surgery. So as he recovers from that, Jordan Halls has gotten the nod to be the next up as far as a IU staff member that can hit the road. So uh, also, Kellel Ware is from Little Rock and um, – I think Ware went to North Little Rock and Boating uh, goes to Little Rock Central, but a little bit of a connection there with the big seven-footer Ware recently committing to IU out of the transfer portal. And another name, probably the most known name, not because of who he is, but because because of who his father is, Jacob Wilkins. He uh, received a scholarship offer over the weekend uh, from Indiana. He's a six-foot-eight forward in the class of 2025, so a sophomore who will be a junior. Parkview High School down in Lilburn, Georgia, plays for the Skill Factory and AAU program out of the South. Kenya Hunter and Yasir Roseman both watched him over the weekend, so that's three names. One more name I'll give to you, 2024 forward Marcus Allen. He received a scholarship offer from Indiana over the weekend. He's from down in Florida, Uh, but plays at uh, Compass Prep, one of the big prep schools on the west side of the country out in Arizona, number 56 nationally in the 2024 class, according to 247 Sports. Coach Hunter, Coach Roseman also also both saw lots of him over the weekend, and so he got an offer from IU coming out of the weekend. So there are four new names to pay attention to that receive scholarship offers. There will be more, that is for sure, 
But uh, it's kind of nice to see high school recruiting take the forefront, at least for the weekend, with coaches on the road. It was kind of like old school. Hey, where are the IU coaches at? And who are they watching? And who got scholarship offers coming out of the weekend? And where does Indiana stand with some of these big national players in 2024 and 2025? Those were things that were being talked about and are being talked about this week uh, because of the recruiting period. It's been so much about the transfer portal that it's kind of nice to get back to some of the traditional stuff as well. That's a look at the headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. We'll head to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. We'll talk IU basketball, the Big Ten schedule. At least we know the home and aways and the single games at home and on the road for the Hoosiers. We'll get Dustin's thoughts on that, very early thoughts on that. We'll talk about the transfer portal and a little NBA playoffs as well with Dustin. Send in your questions and comments on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Wednesday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Somebody just sent me a WDRB story from Eric Crawford that Kentucky has been invited to play in July in a four-team tournament in Toronto. It sounds like Kentucky will be Team USA and play teams from Africa, Germany, and Canada. It's going to be played at an athletic center in Toronto And I'm curious about that because I thought it was once every four years that a team could take what's called a foreign trip by NCAA rules. Of course, Indiana recently took one to the Bahamas, I think a couple off-seasons ago. But I'm pretty sure Kentucky went to the Bahamas last year. So I don't know if there's a loophole because maybe they're considered Team USA. or I have no clue, but interesting to see that they're going to play in a tournament in Toronto. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star is my guest, Dustin. Welcome in. We'll get the IU stuff in a moment, but how about these NBA playoffs so far? Oh, man, it's been a blast. It's been fantastic. And, and, and I think, uh, yeah, no, a couple series are definitely going different ways, and I expected a couple more sweeps. Uh, you know, obviously Atlanta was a remarkable comeback last night. I think that, that was looking like a gentleman's sweep until about about five minutes ago. Trey Young went up, went, uh, we just went off. Um you know, obviously, even the the end of Minnesota, Denver, even with that series uh, being a four one, uh, you know, four one final, that was that was really thrilling. Anthony Edwards was fantastic uh, through that series, even in a losing effort. That was terrific. You're looking at Sacramento and and uh, Golden State is shaping up to be, I think, a, a real classic on that end. Uh, Miami, Jimmy Butler was just absolutely incredible uh, the other night, and they're up three one on Milwaukee. Real real chance to knock out the one seed, uh, the overall number one seed in this tournament. The team with the best record in the NBA uh, is on the brink, needs to win out uh, against Miami to, to you know uh, to to survive the first round. 
So, no, I mean, it's been a fantastic tournament. I mean, I think there, there were, I think, a couple teams. Obviously, I think Brooklyn was, uh, was the only team that got swept, and that was a team that was sort of not running on fumes, but really was in the playoffs largely because of what Kevin Durant accomplished there before he got traded. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, other than that, you've, you've seen just really competitive series. I mean, even the Clippers also, the Clippers also going down uh, 4-1. I mean, those were some pretty competitive games, too, and, and Phoenix had to play some phenomenal basketball and get incredible work from Devin Booker uh, to move on. So, I mean, it's, it's shaping up to be a heck of a tournament going forward. Denver-Phoenix looks like, looks like it's going to be awesome. Whatever happens, I think, on the... Uh, Bottom half of the West bracket, whether it's LA, Sacramento, you know, whether it's Sacramento or Golden State or LA or Memphis, uh, has a chance to be a really good, uh, you know, conference semi on the West side and the East. Uh, you're, you know, obviously looking at, you know, presuming Boston still pulls it out. Uh, you're still looking at a really good Boston Philadelphia series, I think, in the in the semis. And and you know, again, Miami just doesn't die. I mean, it doesn't matter. They lost Tyler, Tyler Hero. They lost Victor Oladipo. Uh, Jimmy can carry you. And so even if Miami ends up winning that series, Miami mix could be a really fun series as well. Harking back. To some of those old classics too. Yeah, Dustin, the Eastern Conference specifically, and you did a great job kind of summarizing everything, but the Heat have the overall number one seed, the Bucks, on the ropes right now, Miami with a 3-1 advantage. Then the five-seeded Knicks, they knocked out the, or haven't knocked them out yet, but they lead the Cavaliers 3-1 in that series. And then the Celtics, the two-seed in the East, in a battle with the Hawks. Right now, Boston has a 3-2 advantage. Really, the only series so far that has went, as you would think, is the 76ers, the three-seed, beating the six-seeded Nets. So early on, just a lot of unknown in the playoffs, which I think as things go further and further, we'll have great games. I'm not even sure who to predict to win some of these things, who I would go with if I had to place a bet. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I obviously, I still expect Boston to put it on our way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking at semis, I mean, it's going to be wild. I mean, it really is. I mean, like, I mean, Denver Phoenix is going to be fantastic. Uh, that has a chance to be just a great series. And, and, and there's just, you know, slightly different styles there. I mean, you, you got, uh, you know, the, the Suns have to find a way to deal with Jokic and the, you know, the Nuggets have to find a way to deal with Durant and Booker when they're both really kicking. I mean, Booker, you know, Booker had some, some tough stretches, had some injuries to work through throughout the season, but Booker has been just incredible. Uh, in these playoffs, and what he had, I mean, 47 last night, I think it was, might have been 49, but, I mean, he was just absolutely unbelievable, and then you're getting a salt, like, you know, like, Durant puts up 25 just falling out of bed, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he, he doesn't even have to have a special night, and you're getting 25 out of him, you know, Chris Paul, I think, has had some solid work in this series, uh, in the series against uh, against the Clippers, and then and you're looking, I mean, Jokic was phenomenal, they really relied on him down the stretch, Jamal, Jamal Murray looks like bubble Jamal Murray, um, you know, after he came back from the ACL tear, I mean, he looks like, I mean, when, when you really saw those, uh, that, that Mitchell Murray showdown in the bubble and, and Murray just playing phenomenal basketball, uh, just basically down in Florida when they had, when they had the, uh, uh, the bubble tournament, uh, he's playing at that level again. And so, you know, Denver Phoenix looks just terrific. Um, you know, and, and again, like on, on the, on the sub, the, you know, bottom half of that bracket, man, I mean, Sacramento Golden State has been a war. I mean, just an absolute, just, just incredible back and forth, and I have no idea who's going to win that series at all. I mean, it's 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 still a true toss up. I mean, I think the Lakers end up putting the Grizzlies away, but that you know, I mean, the Grizzlies can still come back. Uh, you know, I really think like I can I can always see that Lakers team falling apart. Um, but you know, Sacramento, Golden State's going to be wild. You know, I, I still you can't roll out Cleveland against the Knicks because I still think Bobby Mitchell could pick it up. Uh, you you still can't roll out Milwaukee. 
coming back against the Heat, even down 3-1, because, I mean, they just got Giannis back uh, in the last game, and Giannis can just take over. I mean, it's, it's totally possible. I mean, I do expect them uh, to win when the series goes back to Milwaukee uh, and keep that thing alive for a little while longer, you know, at least. Um, so there's there's a lot of good possibilities of, of what can still happen in this tournament. Again, I, I expect Boston to close it out um, on, on in, in their series, but, you know, the way Trey Young is playing, man, I mean, he, he gets another game in Atlanta, so he's got a shot. Dustin, I tell you, we need to get to IU, but one more NBA question or comment, really. I'm always so intrigued by how great this area does. And I mean, Indianapolis, the Louisville market, the Cincinnati market, the Columbus, Ohio market. I'm talking about television markets uh, with the NCAA tournament, whether the Hoosiers, the Wildcats, the Boilermakers, whoever, whether they're playing or not, those are always humongous markets as far as viewership and support of college basketball in the NCAA tournament. I'd love to look at TV numbers for NBA playoffs from that same market. I know Indianapolis obviously has an NBA team, and as you get up in Ohio, they would become uh, probably part of the Cavaliers market. But I'm curious if the Louisville market and uh, other local television markets draw for the NBA or lead the country for the NBA as they do during the NCAA tournament. I mean, I can't imagine they do just because there's just such a different cultural thing there. I mean, just like the, the big cities are just so, you know, when it comes to uh, which basketball they're into, they're just so much more NBA driven. So I imagine that they perform better. And especially if your team's in it, um, you know, it's just like it, it's, it's such appointment watching, I, I think, for, for NBA playoff teams. It's just like what, what every, you know, especially when you have this whole stretch. When they're playing this many games, I mean, it's even different for the tournament, I think, when, um, you know, you, 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 like, they're on for all day, every day, and it's like, okay, who's watching all day, every day? Uh, and, and that's, you know, towns that really just care about the sport, and that's why I think Indianapolis stands out. Um, but I think the, the way the, the NBA is set up, I mean, I, I think the, there are few enough cities involved that those cities are always going to be, whoever, whatever cities have teams are always going to do better. Like, I, I don't know where Indianapolis would be on the list of uh, teams that, you know, cities that don't have a team in it. I would bet they'd be pretty high, but you probably have to dig pretty far down the list to get to a, to a place that doesn't have a team, uh, whereas college is different. It just, you, you have a better chance of, of scoring high, I think, on that. I mean, but, and, and again, I think also, you know, it, it, you know it, Indianapolis is not an easy NBA market. I mean, I can tell you just from my readership, uh, it's different. It's, it is much easier to get people to read about IU uh, than it is to get people to read about the Pacers. And it's different just also because it's the number of games and everything. Um, you know, I mean, Indiana has to have a team that, that captures its imagination to really get involved. And, and certainly the Reggie Miller era, you know, when they were, you know, they were making Eastern Conference finals and getting to the finals the one year uh it certainly does a lot better and, and they get really invested and, and if, if it's a non-playoff team it's hard to get invested it, and, it, and it's just hard, hard in general when you have a team that doesn't make the playoffs it's hard to get invested and stay invested but i do think just as i, I do think this team is going someplace and i think in the, i think in a year you'll see them in the playoffs in a couple of years you'll see them maybe win around um and i think that's going to bring back, I think, a significant amount of uh, interest in, in basketball in this area, in, in the NBA in this area. I agree. A lot of people say I'd watch it more if the Pacers were alive or would make the playoffs, so I agree with that comment. Dustin Dopierak, he's the Pacers beat writer for the Indianapolis Star, but we talk a lot of IU and college basketball when he's with us, so we'll get to some of that now. Indiana, transfer portal, missed out on a couple big prospects, Ledlam and Connect specifically, 
where do they turn from here? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I was just, I was expecting this, this uh, question as uh, I, was, I was leading up to coming on, and I, I looked at the 20, at 24-7's transfer portal, which I think has become a lot more organized uh, over the years now. They got, kind of rank these guys. And then you gotta you got to go pretty far down the list uh, to find – uh, an uncommitted transfer, um, you know, really. I mean, it's, it's, it is not easy for them to, uh, to find the answers, and I think they still need some wings. I mean, like, I don't think, you know, obviously they've got their bigs already, and I don't think they'd be a, a destination for Hunter Dickinson anyway. Obviously, it seems like Kentucky is uh, going all out on him, and, and you know, IU has the, the number two prospect, or the number two transfer, you know, Kellogg is the second-ranked guy, according to uh, 24-7's rankings. But, I mean, I'm going down the list here, uh, and who's the next guy? The next guy is Matthew Cleveland, uh, transferring from Fulton State. I mean, I don't know if that's a guy that I've interested in or not. Um, but, you know, I, mean, he, he, I guess you could say as a shooting guard, they could use one. Uh, and after that, it was Raekwon Battle from is that Montana State. Uh, Arterio Morris from Texas is a point guard. They don't really need that. Uh, Amari Abram from Mississippi is a point guard. They don't really need that. And after that, I mean, you've you got to go a lot further. I know Hunter Salas, I think, was the man that, that stood out to me as somebody that, that was worth checking out at least, but I have no idea if he's interested in going across the country. Uh, you know, Jaden Bradley, a point guard from Alabama. I mean, there's just not there's not a lot of guys that I've seen them connected to on Twitter. And I was I was out of town for the weekend, so I, I didn't check my phone as much to see what's up. Uh, but uh, it it has been it's 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 you know, you're, you're starting to see the, um, you know, the, the, the game of musical chairs start to end here, that a lot of the top uh, transfers have found their destination, so it is not as easy uh, to find guys that can make an impact at that level. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know who the, the next person they turn to is, but a lot of these guys they had some interest in have found some places to, to go, so they could, really, uh, they could really use some players. They could really use, just, you know, could really use landing somebody um, just to get... Uh, some more depth, really, at those wing positions in particular. You know, it started off pretty solid. Peyton Sparks from in-state initially at Winchester at Ball State for college to begin. And then Kelly Ware, the big boost, the seven-footer from Oregon last season. That helped with the front court. But now, as you mentioned, some question with guard play and the wing spots. That's where some of the effort is needed. And as we all know, college basketball is so much about guards. They just make you go. Uh, guards and shooters are so key across the, the, the sport and at all levels. Uh, and those guys often in those positions are some of the most coveted and the quickest ones to, uh, to leave the portal. So Indiana, as we sit here in April, late April, almost May, there, there still could be some entries, but time is running out. It's just going to be really interesting to see what shakes out here and where Mike Woodson turns. I don't want to say they're in a predicament yet, but it could be coming. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's heading toward a predicament. <laughs> it's some, I don't know what, what you would call it now if it's not, if it's not a predicament, but it's, it's heading that way. It is, it is edging toward being a predicament. Because, yeah, it's just, you know, right now, if you just look at their roster, I mean, it, I mean, you've got to presume that they get it, Xavier Johnson across the line as far as the um, uh, the medical hardship uh, is concerned that, that he, or medical redshirt is concerned that he will uh, get, uh, you know, basically, just, you know, have not lose his year of eligibility for last year and played 11 games. I think they're just below uh, because they got in the tournament because they won a game. I think they're just below the uh, or, or just past um, the line they needed to get to for for his 11 to be under 30. Uh, percent So 
you know, that's significant, obviously, if you, if you get a healthy Xavier Johnson back and you, you compare him with Gabe Cups, you've got two guys that can run the point, and that's a big deal, uh, and that's a big start. You know, and Ja'Kai Newton's a, a combo guy, so you can, you can, you know, have him run the point as well, but he's going to be a true freshman, uh, and, you know, he's not uh, at the caliber. As, as, I think he's a really good player, and I have a chance to watch him a while back. Um, you know, I, I like his game a lot. I don't think he's Jalen Hochefino, though. I mean, Hochefino was very, very college-ready, um, and I think is going to be pretty pro-ready also. Uh, so I don't know that Newton's going to be that far along. Um, he's certainly not as highly rated a prospect, you know. You, but you're going to have to rely on him. Uh, and you're going to have to rely on guys like C.J. Gunn and Caleb Banks if you don't get somebody. Uh, and those guys, I think, showed some nice flashes. And I, I, I really have a high opinion of what Banks could be, and I don't think you saw him even come close to, uh, you know, showing the surface there. I mean, like, it, it's or getting below the surface there. I mean, I think he has a chance to be a really good player, but you barely saw any of it. Um, Galloway obviously can still run the point, but I mean, you kind of know, and he, and he made some huge strides this year as far as shooting the basketball, and that is a big deal. I mean, I, I don't think that can, that, I don't want to understate that at all, just how important it was that he, he came up with some degree, uh, you know, of uh, consistency shooting the basketball. I mean, that was a really big deal, but I don't know that, um, you know, you, you need in this case Xavier Johnson to be a real league guard. Uh, I mean, he, he's got to be, you know, what he was at the end of, uh, 21, 22, and he has to stay that way for a whole year. Uh, I think if you're really going to go anywhere, especially with Jackson Davis gone, with Ray Thompson gone, I mean, you need phenomenal uh, play from Xavier Johnson to keep this thing afloat. Uh, but I think you, you're just really going to need um, someone because otherwise you're going to be re- relying on freshmen who didn't play a lot last year, or sorry, sophomores who didn't play a lot, a lot last year. Uh, and freshmen, and, and you'd rather not be in that position. So they, you, you really need some phenomenal work from Xavier Johnson. You could really use, uh, some, you know, some guys that could play the three and the four, and they just don't have enough of that right now at all. All right, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. You know, you mentioned Xavier Johnson. We'll close with him. As this deal goes on, this transfer portal deal where Indiana's missed and kind of seeing what's next out here, uh, Xavier Johnson's return, his waiver for a medical redshirt becomes – even more important, no question about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they, it, I, and I would be. Uh, it seems like they have been air on the more on the side of giving it to people. Uh, you know, if you're coming up, if you're close to that borderline, you generally get it. Uh, and I think, as I understand it, I, what I wasn't sure about was whether uh, the tournament would count to that. As I understand it, it's been explained to me that that it does count. Basically, that that you know, as far as because you you got to be under a third. I, I can't remember if it's under a third or under thirty percent, but it's one of those numbers. And uh, it's like as long as you're under that, um, you generally get the medical. As long as you can show that the injury was bad enough that you could not play, um, that it was legitimately debilitating injury, and you didn't just sit out to sit out. Um, and I, it seems it certainly that it, that seems to be the case for that. Obviously, I mean, it was a fracture, so. You know he's going to be golden there. You're never going to they're never going to tell you that if you broke something that you should have been expected to play on it. Um, so he's golden there, and I think he's um, good as far as the game's concerned because I think they got to what 34, 35. Uh, so he should be should be fine. So I think they're in pretty good shape. It certainly did seem like they were operating as if they expect to get it. Um, but it's a big deal, and, and not only you know so beyond just him getting the medical, you know he's got to be able to play at a high level. I mean he lost a lot of time got to be able to get right again and, and uh, you know, hope that, that, that there's no lingering effects as far as being able to play on the thing uh, because, you know, I mean, that guy's fast and he's 
feet. Uh, so it's, you, you need to get back to the Xavier Johnson again that you saw in, at the end of 2022 in the last 10 games or so of that season when he really became a next-level player. Uh, and he's got to be able to be that good, you know, uh, you know, working with new bigs, working with Kellel Ware, working with Peyton Sparks. Uh, as pick and roll partners and not having Trace Jackson Davis anymore. Uh, you know, but he's really got to step up, uh, be a leader of this group along with Trey Galloway, uh, has to have a voice, but has to have guys, uh, and, and just get used to a lot of people, you know, that he hasn't played with before. Um, and, you know, and some parts that are going to be figuring themselves out. I mean, he at least had some things that were established, you know, even two years ago, he had Parker Stewart and Miller Kopp that were established shooters at this level. Uh, it doesn't, you know, I mean, Trey Galloway, I think, is going to be the closest thing to an established shooter uh, that he's going to have on his team. He's going to have to bring C.J. Gunn and Caleb Banks along. He's going to have to bring Ja'Kai Newton and, and Gabe Cups along. Uh, there's going to be a lot of weight on that guy's shoulders, if he, you know, presuming he gets his medical redshirt. All right, great stuff. Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis Star. You can read his work at IndyStar.com slash sports. He's the Pacers beat writer for the Star. All right, uh, Dustin, thank you. We'll talk with you again next week. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Dustin Dolperak with us always on Wednesdays. Covered a lot of ground, NBA playoffs. I'm looking forward to some games tonight and this week. I guess it's the only basketball that we have. One other note as well, I went to the Louisville at Kentucky baseball game last night, and I've been to a couple games this season and, and over the years at Jim Patterson Stadium and, of course, have been to Indiana. Bart Kaufman went there last week for the first time to watch Louisville and Indiana there. Of the three, there is no question Kentucky Proud Park down at Lexington. It's the real deal. I think it's year number three for that park, but when it comes to being new, and it's uh, it's obviously you know newer than the others, but when it comes to being fresh and the great design, great setup, uh, everything last night, the music, the, uh, the little small things, the details, they've got it down pat uh, with Kentucky baseball. And you can see now that SEC baseball, it is the – Real deal. You've got to have quite the, uh, almost a minor league setup, I think, to compete in SEC baseball. But it was great to see those, uh, see that game last night and get a chance to see some of the different college baseball facilities here in the area. Led to a commercial break. Back with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. We'll talk spring sports and probably a little basketball. Stay with us as we continue today. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. In this segment, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is always my guest. It's a chance for us to put the spotlight on local sports here in southern Indiana. And, Josh, I'll start with a text. Uh, Texter says, Matt, do you guys know... What's going on with the Floyd Central boys basketball job opening? 
Uh, I don't. Uh, there have been rumors of A.J. Moye and other names, perhaps, but none of that, at least so far officially, has leaked out or materialized. Josh, do you have any update on Floyd? Yeah, not really. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's heard, uh, you know, about A.J. Moye coming up there and, uh, you know, talking to him about the job. So, you know, obviously that's, uh, you know, that's a big name. And, and uh, I think you and I both know, too, that he's reached out to um, maybe at least one, one guy we know uh, about being an assistant coach. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't know if that means uh, that's more of a possibility that he's coming there or not, but, uh, but we'll see. Uh, you know, I think the next uh, uh, school board meeting might be in May 8th, something like that. So uh, we could find out. As early as May, you know, when the next coach is, or who the next coach is. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, obviously, uh, you know, A.J. Moy would be a big a big hire, a big uh, kind of a name guy, a big splash. Um, so, you know, that that would be, that would create a lot of buzz, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I guess they, they they kind of did that, what, several years ago with, uh, with the Lieberman guy, but... <laughs> As far as I, as far as I've uh, heard, I think that turned out to be a, quite a disaster. So uh, uh, I, don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that would be the case with AJ Moye, but uh, you know, it, it would just be different to see maybe uh, you know Floyd hire somebody like like uh, Moye who uh, doesn't have any high school you know head coaching experience, and then opposed to New Albany who who hires you know a guy who's who's been in it for you know over. 30 years, you know, close to 40 years probably. It would just be two, uh, two varying, you know, varying hires of uh, different degrees. So that would be interesting to see, you know, how if that does happen, how that would work out for, for both schools. Absolutely. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Josh, spring sports rolling along. I saw a release yesterday that the softball pairings are coming up really soon, which means that baseball pairings for the state tournament are just around the corner. It's going to be May 1st. We'll be headed into the back half of the season, and sectionals in both of those sports and some other spring sports will be just around the corner. Yeah, spring sports just uh, just roll along. They, they get going, and they kind of, kind of sneaks up on you, and all of a sudden it's, uh, it's tournament time. But, yeah, the, the pairing, sectional pairings are released uh, Sunday for, for baseball and softball both, so that's going to be interesting to see. You know what? Uh, you know how that goes for for our area teams. Uh, you know we've talked about it before. As far as baseball goes, uh, you know we could have as many as, as five sectional champions maybe uh, in baseball. Um, yeah, I think we did last year, so I'm, you know I think that's a possibility again this year. Uh, and as far as you know, we've still got several ranked teams. Uh, I don't think Ford was ranked this week in the top ten in four A. Not quite sure why, to be honest with you, but, uh, you know, Silver Creek and Charlestown were both ranked in 3A this week. Uh, Charlestown had gotten off to a great start. I think they won their first nine games, and then they, they lost their last couple, but uh, it's still a great start for that, that program. And then, you know, uh, Silver Creek, as you know, everybody knows, has been a really good, really big 3A power. And then uh, Providence is in up to the number two in 2A this week. You know, they beat Silver Creek last week. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're number two behind Forest Park, which actually uh, uh, beat Providence what, last year, I think, and then beat Silver Creek earlier or over the weekend. 
in 15 innings, I think it was, which is must have been a marathon. And then uh, in Class A, we've got Borden, which is still ranked. So, you know, those are those are the baseball teams uh, definitely to watch out for. And then in softball, I would say it's definitely uh, uh, Floyd Central and Silver Creek are both kind of kind of uh, are are the top teams in the area this year. You know, they're they're both uh, at least in the top 15 in their respective classes. And and um, you know, Floyd Central obviously has a harder more difficult. Well, I don't know if it's more difficult, but you know, uh, definitely a sectional. You know, you know, I have to knock off Bedford North Orange to uh, to win a sectional, as or as Silver Creek. Uh, there's no, there's no huge uh, huge power in, in their sectional. So I like the Dragons' chances of uh, you know maybe getting getting back a sectional title. But uh, but you know, Floyd Floyd could have a shot there too. Um, you know, it's, Bedford isn't unbeatable, but uh, but that'll be a tough one. But uh, yeah, those two teams are. Absolutely. Let's uh, go through a string of college commitments here recently. Basketball, Providence senior Casey Kalen to DePaul. I think that's a great fit for him. Silver Creek 2021 graduate Cooper Jacoby. He went to Toledo. Now he entered the transfer portal and is going to Eastern Illinois, he announced over the weekend. And then Will Lovings Watts of Jeffersonville. He spent a year at Putnam, Connecticut, the Science Academy, and is committed to Northern Illinois. So uh, some transfer portal stuff, and then Kalen's commitment as a senior in high school. We've got some more locals headed to play college hoops. Yeah, you know, awesome. Again, uh, uh, with, with Cooper and, and Will, you know, two, two Division One kids. Obviously, uh, um, things didn't quite work out uh, uh, like Cooper might have wanted at Toledo, but... Uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised that he's going to Eastern Illinois, but uh, you know, uh, whatever he chooses is uh, you know probably the best thing for him. But you know, I know Bellman was pretty hot on him, but I think it was it was pretty much Bellman in Eastern Illinois, from what I understand from the get go. So, um, and then Will, you know, obviously uh, uh, doing that doing that prep school year, you know, obviously tons of talent, and uh, it's pretty funny that both of them are going to Illinois schools. You know, Cooper Eastern Illinois and and uh, Will, the, uh, Northern Illinois, but, uh, you know, he Will's always, always had the talent, and, uh, you know, it's great to see him. And he's at prep school, um, see him to his advantage. And then, uh, yeah, Casey Kalen, you know, obviously, uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's had a great career at Providence. Uh, let him help lead him to that state title uh, last season. This, not last season, you know. Um, so that's, that's a great pick for him as well, I think. So it's awesome to see these all these kids make their college decisions, you know, as, as we're in the, uh, getting close to the end of school, you know, everybody's kind of kind of making their choices, and, uh, you know, hopefully it works out for, for the best for all of them. Absolutely. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Thank you, Josh. That's going to wrap up our Wednesday program. Back with you Thursday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.